Hey everyone, welcome to the House of Bliss podcast. My goodness, does it feel good to say that again. Gosh, it's been, what, six months since I've done a podcast? Which uh, I'll be getting into the reason for that a little bit later. But for now, let me describe the scene. It's a beautiful, snowy day here in the great state of Washington. And there is nothing that I love more than looking out the window and seeing the mountains covered with white snow, dotted with beautiful deep evergreen tree lines. Truly, it is a winter wonderland. Well, except for when I have to scrape an inch of ice off my windshield. That's not so fun. But yeah, I I couldn't let 2021 slip by without doing one more episode. And so, yeah, this year has been absolutely nuts. Wonderful, challenging, transformative, but also just completely nuts. And truly, it is crazy to me that even though I have not been real active with this show lately, a number of you guys keep supporting me and keep sending me encouragement. And I just wanted to take a moment to share how sincerely, how truly thankful I am for every bit of it. We, as a family, we couldn't have made it this far without you. So thank you. So for this last episode of the year, um, I wanted to do a couple of things. First, obviously, I wanted to share something that's been brewing on my heart, you know, actually do a little preaching. Uh, But secondly, I wanted to give a couple of life updates uh, as well as talk about the future of this show. For those who may be wondering, you know, uh, after you go for a long time without posting, I'm sure some of you are like, is there going to be House of Bliss in the future? Well, the answer is yes, but I'll, I'll get to what that's going to look like later. Um, and I've got some really exciting things lined up in the future that uh, I thought you might want to know a little bit more about. And we'll get to that. But firstly, I wanted to talk to you guys about home. Home has always been a bit of a strange word for me. I see it in the movies, on greeting cards. I I know how the phrase goes. It's home is where your heart is, right? Well, the problem for me has always been that my heart is everywhere with many different people. Because you see, over the course of my life, I've lived in 16 different houses, attended eight different schools across five states in three time zones. And as many of you know, my wife and I recently moved back from Cleveland, Ohio to our home state, of Washington. Well, we spent seven years of our life planting and building and giving our hearts to Ohio. And so leaving was very, very hard. You know, I think as a kid, it's a lot easier to to leave everything you know and start over. At, At least it was for me. But as an adult, ugh, leaving our friends in Ohio along with all the stability and momentum we had was definitely, easily, one of the most painful things I've ever done. And truly, I am thankful that God is faithful and that He has already connected us with some beautiful people out here. You know, we found some great life-giving relationships. Um, although we have a new baby, uh, you know, whenever we're able to, we have some friends that we gather with and do some juicy Holy Ghost worship with. But in spite of that, you know, even though I've spent most of my life in Washington, before we came out here, I don't think I was really prepared for how long it's actually been taking for it to feel like home. 
And so it has me thinking about people in the Bible who are also searching for this thing called home, uh, you know, a place to call their own, to feel like they have found their tribe. Uh, the story of Abraham comes to mind, who the Bible says was searching for a place whose builder and maker is God. Or Moses and the Israelites being led out of Egypt into the great unknown to find the promised land. Or, or I even think about Paul, who wrote, you know, many tear-soaked letters to friends that he missed dearly around the world. You know, you hear him say several times that he longed to reunite with, you know, so-and-so, his beloved son or daughter, you know, whoever scattered abroad. And of course, you know, there's that famous scene in the book of Acts where everyone's weeping as they send Paul off on the ships. And so I'm sharing all of this because this is one of those things that the Mirror Bible calls a contradiction, right? Because on the one hand, we have this incredible, immeasurable, astounding blessing called union with God, the gospel, you know, that Jesus Christ single-handedly overthrew the powers of darkness, rescued us from our sin, brought us into his family, made us citizens of heaven, and then took up permanent residence inside each and every one of us. Not only that, but his kingdom, the one we live in, is one of perfect peace, perfect health, perfect abundance, perfect harmony. You know, we are citizens and partakers and heirs of this kingdom. But not only that, we are brokers of it. We have the ability and the authority to release it wherever we go, to replicate it wherever we find ourselves. And this is true. This is objective reality. Yet all of us, in some way or another, have contradictory experiences of a lesser reality. You know, we get sick, we get heartbroken, sometimes we go broke or, or hungry, sometimes people we don't like get to be in charge, you know, sometimes there's wars or famines, like, it's just, we experience things that are not in line, they are contradictions, if you will, of what the gospel announces. And so I am not going to sit here and glorify suffering as if it's some sort of noble or necessary virtue. But I do think that we live in this unique moment in eternity where for whatever reason, we have these trials or these uh, uh, hardships, problems, whatever, where, where we actually get to see God prove himself as faithful in the midst of these contradictions. And so whatever those may be for you, we have this unique opportunity to allow God to be for us or provide for us what we could never find on our own. And, and it, is a, it is a sweet and tender thing to experience grace in that way. And I would imagine it's something that once we, you know, pass on from whatever this version of life is, whatever is next, you know, well, we're not really ever going to get to experience that again. This is a unique moment. And so for me, I am learning to allow my sense of home to not be wrapped up in, in where I live or who I'm with, but instead to let it be anchored in him. And, and, and this is tough for me. I think as somebody who has had to say goodbye so many times, I think my heart just needs a place to call <laughs> my own. I'm learning to allow that to not necessarily be a physical place, but to be 
where I'm located in him. Because in him, I have friendship. I have a heavenly family, the Trinity. You know, I have the cloud of witnesses who are cheering me on. I've got a team. I've got angelic helpers assigned to my life. I have the mighty shoulders of thousands of years of believers to stand on. I have the wisdom of the church fathers to look to when I feel in doubt. I've got a heavenly father who provides for me when I can't provide for myself. I have a brother and an advocate in Jesus I have a helper and a friend and a comforter in the Holy Spirit. And, and I belong here with them. I have a place here. I have a place among, you know, at the table among all of these amazing saints of old. And God <laughs> has graciously written my life, has interwoven my little old life story into his greater epic family story. I belong here. And so no matter where I find myself physically or whether I feel accepted or not or understood or not, I am comforted by the fact that I do in fact belong somewhere. And I believe that we get to experience that now in this life. You know, we're not in some made up dispensational timeline where all the good stuff happens after we die. No, the gospel is good news now and forevermore, not later and then forevermore. And I would never want to take away from that. But we also have to acknowledge that we seem to be at a point in time where we aren't experiencing the fullness of what God has done for us. And, and however you want to parse that or explain that, you know, I have talked in depth about this so many times on my show People use the phrase all the time, already but not yet, and I, I've talked about how I don't really like that phrase, but that's not my point today. I'm simply saying that no matter where you stand in eschatology or you know whether you believe in already or not yet or whatever, my point is that until I can stroll down the street with my great-great-great-grandparents you know, until our bodies are fully 100% healed and there's no evil or rape or lying or death, we are in fact awaiting a greater manifestation of the reality of the kingdom of God. And this creates some awkward and often painful situations for us as believers. Feeling like a foreigner in a place that's not our own is actually a very common experience in scripture. Look, even among those who are entrusted with uh, carrying and embodying and preaching and delivering this good news of our union with God, well, even those people experienced what I'm talking about. Peter said that we are sojourners and pilgrims. The book of Hebrews says that we are looking forward to that permanent and lasting city. Um, Paul said to not be conformed to the pattern of this world, right? Which implies that there's another world, right? That we are to be conformed to. Well, what is that about? You know, what is he saying? Well, I think of it like this. When you believe this supernatural gospel from another dimension that says Jesus Christ has fully and definitively saved the cosmos, well, people tend to look at you funny, Oftentimes, even Christians. Oh, yeah? Well, did you watch the news last night? Oh, prosperity? Well, what about my overdraft fees? 
And, you know, I think Buddy the Elf is a perfect example of this. Um, if you haven't seen the movie Elf, it's one of my favorites in my top 10, not just for Christmas movies, just period. I love that movie. But it's the story of a human who grew up uh, raised by elves at the North Pole, right? He doesn't know he's a human. He thinks he's an elf. And everything is jolly there at the North Pole. They sing constantly. Life is wonderful and Christmassy. They only eat candy. Nobody's a stranger and they love their work making toys. It's not unlike what we would picture heaven to be. And then uh, Buddy has to venture into New York City to find his biological father. And it's hilarious how much he sticks out. You know, he's wearing bright colors. He's all smiles while everyone is rude and gruff. He treats everything with a childlike wonder in stark contrast to the hardened New Yorkers around him. You know, he doesn't eat what other people eat. He doesn't wear what other people wear. He's truly a stranger in a foreign land with a different culture. And most often people are offended by his joyful, childlike demeanor. Well, when you become acquainted with your home in heaven, life on earth can feel quite a bit like that sometimes. You know, not only that, but your values will often be in direct opposition with cultural norms, right? Like believing that there are actually boundaries for godly sexuality is very unpopular right now. You know, believing that unborn children are fully human and should be protected is very unpopular. Believing that the scum of the earth shouldn't be canceled, but instead forgiven and restored is like outrageously, supremely unpopular right now. But this is my point. You know, this is the great irony of it all is that I believe and I know that nothing is reserved for later. You can experience the full benefits of being a citizen of heaven now, in this life, today. You are home. However, the more in tune with home that you really are, the more immersed in the culture of heaven you become, the more you will feel out of place in your current surroundings. You know, among your relatives and your, and your co-workers, among popular political beliefs of the day, and I'm talking to you left and right, <laughs> this isn't unique. You know, this isn't even bad. Like, it's painful, but it is an experience that is shared by Christians all over the world and throughout history. And you have a heavenly family and lineage that you can lean on. And so I'm speaking personally here, but hopefully this applies to you in a more broad sense. But in this time for me of wild uncertain, sometimes painful transition where I'm, you know, struggling to feel a sense of home, no matter where I live, I'm learning that this need for home can only be filled by God. You know, it's, it's as C.S. Lewis said famously, if we find ourselves with a desire that nothing in this world can satisfy, well, then the most probable explanation is that we are made for another world. And so I'm learning to live in that fact that this other world is not some far off, inaccessible place reserved for when I die. I'm learning to see that the kingdom of heaven is within me now. Therefore, no matter who I'm with or who I miss or where I live or who agrees with me or what my job is or what the weather is like, 
I am always right at home. And so as we go into the new year, I am praying for you, friends, that any area of your life that you're experiencing frustration, lack, loneliness, failure, or alienation would become a grand opportunity for God to open your eyes to the present reality of the gospel now in a fresh way. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll take a short break. And when we come back, I'll talk a little bit about the future. everyone just wanted to share some life updates and a little bit about where we're going 2021 wow what an awesome year for the Harmon family um you know we welcomed our third baby river noel into the world uh my band released an album that i spent two solid years working on and we got you know literally a hundred times the amount of attention on it in three months than we did in five years of our other material. So that was exciting. Um, I got to help manage one of the coolest shops in the universe. Uh, I, I went back to school and started learning game development, got my first composing gig for a video game. I learned to code and do 3D graphics and all kinds of stuff. But this year also came with terrifying health scares, huge unforeseen costs, uh, just random, sometimes relentless, just like hardships and distractions. Um, you know, the pain of starting over, meeting new people, uh, saying goodbye to people we love. Uh, and even just, you know, all this crazy political upheaval, like it's been a lot. It's been a lot. And because of all that, you know, it was a, it was a pretty light year for House of Bliss. And so some of you might be wondering, what is the future of this show? And I can say this, that I don't have any plans of stopping. But, um, you know, I think in this age of the internet, we are, uh, we are used to people being content creators where, you know, they're posting every single day and they're just cranking new stuff out all the time. And I just refuse to fall into that trap. You know, the Bible says there's a time to speak and a time to listen and I'm in a time of listening. And if I'm in a time of listening, I'm not going to come out of that uh, just, just to crank some new content out, right? I will make new episodes when I feel that I have something to say or, or you know, if I go speak somewhere or whatever. But that being said, though, I do have some really awesome guests lined up. And I'm particularly excited because one of my favorite artists, John Mark Pantana, has agreed to be on the show that is going to be fabulous. I know it. Um, and we're going to make that happen soon. But along with that, you know, as I've been leaning into this video game thing, uh, learning to compose more music, I recently started work on a worship EP. 
And if you can believe it or not, I've been making music for 13 years, but I never actually got around to making a worship project. And so I'm super excited about that. Um, I don't have any news on a release date, but I am excited to share snippets, probably mostly with people on Patreon, uh, as that begins to take shape. Also, uh, if you've been following me on Facebook, I did a few live worship sets this year, uh, just on Facebook Live, and, you know, some some healing stuff and some preaching, and I do plan to do more of those. So uh, a bit less of like the traditional weekly release of podcasts and more like I'll do live prayer, live healing sessions, things like that. Uh, so if you're only following me on this podcast, you might be like, gosh, where is this guy? But uh, if you follow me on Instagram, uh, which is a House of Bliss pod for this show, or on my personal Facebook page, Cole Harmon, um, or uh, more recently on my personal Instagram page, Harmon Cole, I'm posting all the time stuff that I'm doing, music that I'm making, games I'm working on. And so, yeah, to me, uh, all of it is just all kind of wrapped up. It's all a ministry of some sort. And so, yeah, you could still follow me there, but I just wanted to let you know, I'm still making stuff. I'm still out there. It's just the way that I'm releasing stuff has changed quite a bit, but you know, I still plan on making more episodes of the show. Uh, school is my first priority right now, but as I find time to do it, as I have things from the Lord, I feel like I'm to say, I will keep doing it. So, you know, however often that may be, but regardless, I love you and I absolutely love and treasure your support. So whether it be uh, financially or just through your feedback and, and encouragement and messages, thank you so much. Like you guys really helped me get through a wonderful but honestly tough year. So thank you. So that about does it for the uh, last episode of the year. Really looking forward to sharing more time with you guys next year. And I just wanted to point out one more thing, that the music that you heard in this episode uh, was all from a video game that I worked on. It's called Bones Cafe, and it will be coming out for sale very soon. So uh, you can keep your eyes out for that. All right. I love you all. Bye. Bye.